0: bringing another episode to you on Mother's Day. Welcome my mother, Mary Allen, nurse, teacher, uh, inspirational leader, everyone's mother, the world's mother, Gaia Mary Allen. If you're out there and you're listening and you can, contact your moms and wish them a happy Mother's Day. Oh, but Well, I, I like I said, I think it's too big to go through um your whole life in an it's hour. a
1: long life. A very That's long a life. It's a very good life, but it's a very long life. So
0: up to nursing school?
1: Oh talk about up my to just early getting life. out of
0: nursing Yeah. well
1: or just getting out of nursing school.
0: Well, I mean there's some stuff about
1: nursing school was very uh exciting and probably shaped a good portion of my career.
0: How far back would you go?
1: Um, as far as when I started as a nurse. I started as a nurse when I was five.
0: That, that's it. That's All right. right. So I when did you first feel like you could be a caregiver? Five when, years old. Five years old.
1: Five years old. My mom was sick. And you know this story. But my mom uh, developed rheumatic fever after having her eighth baby. And she developed all of the complications polyarthritis, endocarditis. Every joint in her body was swollen, and they basically gave her six months to live. Which, Mm -hmm. after having eight children, Mm -hmm. eight small children she had basically, Mm -hmm. um, the oldest was, well, I guess my brother was probably 14 at the time. Um, She. They told her she had six months to live. Yeah. She had to give the two younger babies away, a newborn and a two-year-old. Okay. Gave one to my aunt and uncle, one to uh, people at church. Okay. And I was left at home with her at five when the other kids were in school. Yeah. And I took care of her. You took care of
0: her while she was... While she was
1: bedridden. I put her in a bedpan. I made... Her 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 lunch for her breakfast lunch, and Mm -hmm. I kept her company.
0: Yeah, but I felt you were five. I was five. Using an oven? five. Oven. Okay, okay. And
1: the oven was a wood stove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, and I mostly made her bake sweet potatoes, which I thought were great.
0: Uh,
1: I, that was my favorite thing. <laughs> so why thing. wouldn't anybody
0: want them? Right, that's my
1: favorite thing. Dinner. So, sure. And that's what I could make. I could open the oven door yeah, and throw, throw them a potato
0: in. in. Did you cover them and with anything at least? No. No tinfoil? No.
1: Just no. I Ooh, kind of I
0: have ways carrying tinfoil, right. just throwing Who it has in. tinfoil? And a fire. <laughs> Was.
1: Um, and, yeah, and I took care of her, and she ended up recovering completely from that. All right. So that was it. No,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm cutting you up on politics.
1: No, I'm just saying, and and I basically sort of took care of my mom most of her life. I felt like I was her mom. Instead okay, so of
0: why, so let's backtrack a little bit. Uh-huh. Tell us where you're from, how many kids in the family Just give me a couple snippets of of rural life.
1: We grew up in Indiana um, on three and a half acres. My father and brother cleared the land, cut down a big sassafras tree, built the house, a three-room house. Mm -hmm. It had no running water, no furnace or heater. It had a wood stove and a wood cooking stove. And 10 of us lived in that house um so it was an unusual childhood let's say
0: well in that in today's standards in
1: today's standards so a lot it, of people
0: in the third world right now be like you were living in the lab I of luxury lived in
1: luxury all right go on i had a solid yeah. look, look at me I'm hearty, like <laughs> yeah hey, you're um, very
0: lucky. no, no I, I mean hear, i do
1: hear. consider myself lucky it's totally insane
0: in this day and age to it's think, totally insane did you have floors
1: we did have floors but uh you had to be a little careful. My brother went through the floor at okay. one point because the board rotted. <laughs> but then we did put new floors in. We we did. All of us worked together, and we did knotty pine
0: well, nice. in the room and on Very the floor. So it's a complete
1: knotty pine room, yeah. floor to ceiling.
0: Oh, um, how nice. Well, at yeah. least it's Sassapras.
1: Well, no, we... The house was built of sassafras, yes, the interior the, the interior, and this was when I was older Naughty pine. uh we laid down knotty pine boards, okay, and did it
0: never Christmas present,
1: no, we didn't have we didn't have Christmas presents, birthday but presents, no, we didn't get birthday presents, okay, um it was you know you know it was just one of those things that. You didn't think about that much because, you know, there was no money to do it. So,
0: well, What about like other kids in the neighborhood? Did they, they...
1: No, they had normal lives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why so uh, why not you difference. guys? What was the difference? Why? Too many kids? We had
1: too many kids yes. and my father did not make enough money to okay. support us. The right. comment my brother made, which I found shocking uh when he was telling me about our, our childhood, my older brother... Was, well, and that was the year, the winter that dad sold the car for us to live on the money, you know, so we had right. money to live on. So at one point he sold, had to sell the car, so we had money to live on. Yeah. And that was when he was injured at work. He fractured four vertebrae. And mm-hmm. it herniated four discs, and he was in a full body cast
0: disc four or are you saying four, four four discs
1: individual discs,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, which
1: later he had you know surgery for, but yeah, uh he yeah. did suffer for many years, of course, that. yeah, so that was it. Of we just didn't have enough money so to, so this is to yeah do that
0: it's okay,
1: and as soon as we were old enough, we. Each of us got a job.
0: How old is old enough?
1: So when I was six (laughs) it was it's not as bad as it says. I totally understand child
0: labor is important.
1: I was thrilled. I was so happy. Yes. When I went to first grade, I was so happy because now I can pick berries
0: with the rest of the Okay. And why why were you so happy about that?
1: Because I could make my own money.
0: You could have was it able to could you keep it or did I, you give it to the I, no, family I, offer? Nope, I kept it. So whatever you guys made in the family. Whatever
1: we made, we could keep. Except when you became older, like my oldest brother. He quit high school to get a job to help with the family. Yeah. So, and he gave most of his paycheck to my mom and dad.
0: Yeah.
1: <coughs> and is, then yeah. he enlisted in the Army when he was 17. So yeah. that was that.
0: So he left when he was 15, 16?
1: 17. He left.
0: High school. He, but he got left out He high school when
1: he was 16. 16 and then joined high school when you were 16.
0: Okay. You could quit high school. Yeah. It, you could just leave and they're like, yeah.
1: Yeah, you just You told stay. Him I'm leaving.
0: You're done. Yeah. You, about, yeah. you
1: sign out and say, okay. I'm quitting high school.
0: Okay. It's so the craziest it. for me. Yeah. At, for better or worse, uh-huh. my upbringing here has been very coddled. Yes, <laughs> uh, I not only have running water, yes. I got hot running water. Yes, birthday presents. More than well, not one. so much birthday and Christmas because oh. my birthday's on <laughs> Christmas. So, <laughs> I do, on. so I do. I mean, I, I kind of get you, like maybe on the birthday side of it. But, but oh. no, anyway, you go ahead. No, you had a hard life. Of course, off, it
1: wasn't. You know, you think about it. I think about it. It was not so hard. Yeah. Um uh, according to what people think now, they would say, oh, that's really terrible. That's a very hard life. For me, most of the time, I felt like I could accomplish just about anything that I put my mind to. So it, it really was a confidence builder. Yeah, It, it did make me look at, at other kids and the world a little differently. I, you know, would... Be very annoyed with, let's say, when I was in nursing school and people complained about the fact that their parents weren't sending them enough money. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and, you know, whined about, yeah, you know, yeah. not getting enough new clothes, things like that. And so I had a very different and view of, you know.
0: Do you, uh, yeah, of, of mm-hmm. course, of other people in this situation. Mm-hmm. And it, there's obviously kind of a lack of respect mm-hmm. that you have for them. Right. Not the other way around. You're right. like, you're kind of like, well, right. really? Right. You know, uh, you're getting money, period, right. Right. let alone not enough.
1: Well, so, and it annoyed me that they weren't grateful to their parents because, yeah. you know, their parents were doing everything they could.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. think it, and everyone always asks this, though, but mm-hmm. like, did it make you work harder for what you were doing? Of course, or yeah. Or did it redouble your efforts? Or like, you know, I'm sure, because I see a lot, and I just kind of think well. You know, screw them! I don't, you know, yeah. I'm um, not sure if it's actually made me work that much harder. Uh, I think maybe it allows me to focus because I'll get so angry about that. I'll just go. It's neither here nor there. Yeah, this is what I have. Let me focus on right.
1: This. Um, I think what it did for most of the kids in my family, myself included. Uh, we knew that we were going to do better. And it's interesting to me that it was expected that we were going to do better. Yeah, Um, We would say, well, I said, for instance, I want to be a nurse. And my family said, of course you're going to be a nurse. Go do it. Yeah, That's it. That was the attitude. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Go do it. You know, we can't help you in any way. No. uh, But because of that, All of us put ourselves through college. Incredible. Yeah.
0: Or nursing school first and then later. Right. But, you know,
1: know, when you consider it, the nursing school was pretty much like college. Of
0: course. Was it at dorms or was it your... Yes.
1: We we lived in a dorm.
0: And And how long was it back then?
1: It was three... Well, back then it was three years, year round. So it was basically three years and you got off for... I think a week at Christmas and a couple of days in the spring, but we worked every day mm-hmm. in, on the wards and uh, then also did the classes. And then you could work on weekends for $10 a shift. Mm-hmm. And
0: we were, we were the nurse. So you were working volunteer. Not the, volunteer.
1: That was pay. The weekends yeah. were pay. Weekends. But were the paid. other
0: part was considered like clinical. Hours. That was your clinical time. Um, yeah. What I don't know if you want to give away at what age are we talking that you started nursing school? 17. Okay, yeah, so 17. So, to graduated 20.
1: high school when I was 17. Went two months later, went into
0: nursing hey, school. Did you graduate high school?
1: <laughs> I did graduate high <laughs> school. That's the first thing I yeah, ever asked you that, that was a requirement.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. But 17, that's pretty early, but whatever. Okay,
1: yeah. Well, I started, we didn't have, yeah, that's garden, right, you're late, so your, I okay. started, I started. Kinder or first grade when I was five and a half.
0: Okay, okay, so seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't. Have to, I, 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 there's a whole story inside you, growing up that I just love all that stuff. Like we have to leave it.
1: Yeah,
0: we have to leave all. We'll that do stuff.
1: that another time because
0: this is about nursing. Oops. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, nursing up up until maybe getting a job at City College. I don't know.
1: Well, let's just see what happens. Because it it might take a long time. I did a
0: lot of things. So family, because of the fact that the pitfalls were so real, Mm -hmm. you lived through them. um, Do you think it, I keep asking questions that I know the answer to, but.
1: But it's okay. They don't. Yeah, but it,
0: it, it shows you the very real potential for failure in life. At an early age, you see this and you go, oh, this doesn't have to work out for everybody, especially not me. Right.
1: This isn't going to be me.
0: Right. But that's the other thing it does. It shows you to say, well, then I know that by doing this one thing, work and hard work. Right. And these people are encouraging me to do it. I can get out of this. Right. or, Or be better than this in any way. And I
1: don't even remember consciously thinking that. What I remember thinking was, this is what my life will be like. And I had my daydreams of exactly what my life would be. And it was nothing like the life that i had had before. Yeah. So it was not a conscious thing of, you know, I'm going to do this and this. And then I'll, you know, be a nurse and I'll have a good job. It it wasn't like that. It was that I just assumed that everything was going to turn out right.
0: That's very interesting. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of what I'm saying. You just automatically started, your daydreams were really your planning. Yes. It's like the... the, uh, like a lot of people in the concentration camps would say, I would just yeah. picture building my house brick yes, by brick.
1: That's exactly what it was like. Yeah, I just picture exactly. step by step. Yeah, right. I was in the concentration camp. Okay, uh,
0: sorry, but know. you know, here, here's the <laughs> thing. I
1: don't want to don't wanna be pity me kind of thing. It's isn't like that at all.
0: That's not. Um,
1: I the thing the lesson I remember from my mother is. She always made us feel like we were special. And she was so kind and so good to other people. I can, you know, I've told you the story of when we were in a theater late at night, a movie theater. Mm -hmm. And there were these, you know, we were waiting for my dad to pick us up after work. And there were these two little kids that were street urchins. And they were running around in ragged clothing and they were getting food out of the garbage cans
0: you're kidding me.
1: and we felt so badly about it that uh, this guy. yeah that um my mom went back into the theater and bought food for them what are you doing okay why not pause it
0: ladies and gentlemen father just pause walks it. in he can't have a mother's day special <laughs> without pops rolling in hi What's dad hi
1: guys Hi, good haircut
0: oh, sure, oh you got a haircut i couldn't yeah she does a real good job. What? Did you get a band boo boo? Okay, what's going yeah. on? Okay, but can you pause? We're right in it. Just pause I came down we'll Pause it. it. Hi, But I can know. leave. No, say no, I, say you I, don't don't the come come listeners. Yeah. yeah. Remember oh, Richard Downs? Yeah. You, we're going to get. before? We're going to. We'll do one for Father's Day as well. Okay. So just start planning now. What do you got? That's the business card for the lady that does there. Yeah. We're going to spread it around.
1: Uh, nicely. she. It looks
0: really good. She always she does, does a does nice a, job.
1: Did yeah. she trim everything else? Everything. Top it down.
0: Below, she. Yeah. she does that too, huh? Yeah, a little Brazilian. <laughs> well, buenos dias, <laughs> senor. Hello. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, yeah. So. I'll put on pause. Put
1: on pause because I want. to.
0: gosh darn it alright we're back finally now it's working it's not blinking I don't know what happened there but it's back and we're just talking about sorry Okay. we so gotta backtrack a little bit
1: where do I pick up
0: uh mm-hmm. you're moving you started as a ward clerk. So okay, you just you so knew you were going then. to be a nurse. How did and you, you even, knew- like you applied for a job as a ward, hospital ward clerk?
1: Um I was in Future Nurses of America. Okay, so Club like in high school.
0: So basically your mom and you sick and you thought, all right, this is what I like to do. I
1: always right. knew I was going to be a nurse. I look back um on all of my school, you know, if I look at school records, yeah. what are you going to be and I always wrote, nurse, teacher. Mm-hmm. And partly, I'm sure, because in those days, that's what that's what Women women did, became. yeah. Could you be know, in they, the if they wanted to world. do a profession, it was either a teacher or a nurse. But I always wanted to be a nurse. I was very interested in anything medical. Hmm. Um, and then my older sister had already gone through nursing school. So, you know, she kind of led the way. Um, but... It ended up, I was in Future Nurses of America, and actually I got kicked out of the club. I (laughs) know, I remember. Yeah, what did you do? Um, I forget exactly. I was not the best student in high school. I was Uh a little bit flaky, a little rebellious, um, probably a little bit of a wise ass. Okay, okay. And so I think, uh, I didn't get along with all the teachers, right. you know, yeah. some of them loved me. Some of them did not. But sure. Sure. So I was in that. Okay. Um, so
0: ward clerk position. And
1: because I was in that, we became candy stripers. And mm. then because I did a good job with that, they offered me a position as a ward clerk. Okay. And I did that for a year and a half and, Then took the test to go to nursing school, scored very high Mm -hmm. on the NLN, National League of Nursing, entrance exams. And I was then offered a scholarship Mm -hmm. for the three years of nursing school.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, And here's here's the other interesting part. It was a three-year nursing school. You went all year. You lived in a dormitory, all of the nursing students. Yeah. We had a dorm mom. Mm-hmm. You had to sign in and out. Yeah. You were only allowed uh, three, when the first year we were only allowed three, three ten o'clocks a month, I think. Okay. Uh, to stay out till 10 o'clock. Uh-huh. You were allowed to sign out for the weekend to go home. Okay. But otherwise, you had to be in by 9 o'clock every night. And I think lights out were 10 o'clock. This is crazy. Okay. okay. uh, But it saved me, believe me. It saved me. Uh Um, Well,
0: you just gave me like a knowing wink when you said you could go home for the weekend.
1: Yes, you could. All right. (laughs) You could go home. There's a lot of weekend weekend. trips that didn't
0: spell short of uh, New Albany.
1: (laughs) And me getting home. Okay. So... Nursing school was great. I mean, I loved nursing school so much. Um, I learned all about other people. I mm-hmm. I was just thrown in. You were thrown into it. But again, the feeling was, well, they wouldn't put me here and have me do it if I'm not capable.
0: This is so different. Than, so yeah,
1: it's completely different. This and is
0: like you were born into it because it's, yeah, it's ahead,
1: almost ahead. like. You know, if you hear this story now, people say that couldn't happen. Mm -hmm. But this is absolute truth. I started, we started nursing school in September. By mm, the end of November, we had learned to pass meds. Once we learned to pass medications, we were allowed to work on the wards for a shift, $10 a shift for an eight-hour shift. Yeah. And as it turns out, they usually assigned us to the 11 to 7 shift, and you were the nurse. Yep. So I'm at this point still 17 years old. And I'm the nurse on a medical ward with thirty patients, and I had, you know, on a night shift, I would have a maybe a, a, a nurse's aide
0: okay. to help
1: me. It, it was just,
0: and you're giving medications, you're oh, doing vitals, you're, doing you're talking to patients. you're, you're doing, doing the
1: IVs, you're doing. So the you knew how to do IVs as well. No, you couldn't start an IV, but you okay. had you would change the IVs and mix them up. In those days, uh, the nurse right. mixed up the right. the IV solution. So you did all of that
0: right, um, right
1: you did trait care, you did catheter care for thirty patients you did
0: <laughs> at seventeen
1: <laughs> at seventeen uh-huh. but you you just honestly didn't feel like. Yeah, You know, if I, if I weren't supposed to do it, I wouldn't be here.
0: Uh So you you trusted their judgment.
1: I trusted their judgment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you had zero feeling of like, oh my God, what am I doing here? I'm going to be found out and I'm an imposter. No,
1: I never felt overwhelmed. Really. I just felt like, God, I have to work much harder. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because this is really hard. Yeah, I want to let them um, down. Yeah, okay. So, and I can remember uh, at, when I was working either in my junior or senior year, I was doing a three to eleven shift on the male surgical ward, which was forty four patients. Oof. And I had finished my my three to eleven shift, and my favorite favorite nursing instructor, Carolyn Meeks, came in, and I just loved her. She was so great. And I was shocked when she said to me, "Um, "Are you still charting?" And I said, "Yeah, I was doing all the vital signs and charting all the nurses' notes." She said, "If I were you, I wouldn't do it." (laughs) She sounded like my mom. Yeah, Uh, it's just like, oh, just write a note, you know, because I would have been there all day. Oh, okay. You know, charting uh, Mm -hmm. for forty-four patients, but I no, I had to write a note on each. You know each patient. Yeah. Um, so it was quite a quite an education. Uh, mm-hmm. I learned, like I said, I learned so much about other people. We had people from all walks of life. We had people from other countries. We had, you know, uh, it, it was just such a lesson to me about the world. I met so many wonderful people. You know, and I learned so much. Um,
0: it sounds Dickensian.
1: Yes. Right? I yes. mean, it's yes. like. Well, you understand would you... that this was a county, city county hospital. Yeah. And okay. if, you, if anybody knows the old general, the old, San Francisco old general. general, San Francisco yeah, general. Or oh, it right. looked like that. It was the old brick building with the marble floors and the the really high high the high windows ceilings so of, that the heat right.
0: wouldn't get too hot before right. they had right. because you air, didn't conditioning have air conditioning and yeah of yeah. course some big windows like a right. sanitarium right. in a western movie.
1: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um and you
0: because know you had forty
1: four patients in a big open ward with just cur- a curtain between them. Oh right. So but the nice part of that is you could stand at the Beginning of the ward, you could stand and look out at your forty-four patients, yep. and you could see any kind of chaos that's going on. Yep. Or if somebody was really in trouble, the patient next to them yeah. would yell yeah. <laughs> for <Hey>. a nurse, <laughs> and you could go running over and find
0: out <laughs> what was going on. Right. It's total literal um, bedlam. Well,
1: oh, it was bedlam. Was a hospital. Yeah. You realize? Well, that. one like, night, you know, what that's how so they got the term. I, I right exactly. I, bedlam. I, came in one morning when I was a student nurse and, you know, I was coming in as a student and I looked for my patient and my patient was gone. And I said, what, what happened to Mrs. So-and-so? Oh, last, cause she'd been shot by her husband okay. L- last night. Her husband basically came in and finished her off. He oh came in and, <laughs> and shot her and killed her. Um, yeah. The, there was another... <laughs> sorry that I'm laughing the about patient, that. I know. Like, I mean, it was no, just like insanity. Okay. There was another where the patient came... You know, I came in and my patient was very depressed and upset and crying. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, well, the lady next to me jumped out the window. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry I'm laughing too. <laughs> but it was like, okay, last night this patient jumped out the fourth floor window. Um, yeah. It was... Crazy stuff went on. But... I
0: loved the place. Oh, I just yeah. loved it. Why? Why? In a well, maybe in a rural upbringing where it's so much about tribalism, your family unit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, everyone around you, you're, you guys, you know, you stick together, you fight together, you mm-hmm. whatever. Why were you so intrigued in strangers and new? You know, new people from other countries. Like
1: uh, I always was. I don't know. I can remember as a uh, in junior high, I would at lunch instead of going to lunch, I would sit. It was that was in the city. We had to go. I had to go into the what city, city are you talking New about? New Albany.
0: New Albany. New okay. Albany, which okay. was
1: about 25 miles from where I lived, and I lived mm-hmm. in the woods basically. Uh, so I would sit on the uh, wall outside the short wall outside the school and watch people. I would just sit there and people, friends would ask me, what do you do every lunch hour? And I said, I just watch people. I'm just intrigued by looking at different people and watching mm-hmm. how they walk, what they look like, you know, um, it's just always been a part of me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was meeting new people, I really loved learning about other people cultures uh just talking to people about what their lives were like yeah it's just fascinating i don't know how you could not be
0: uh, i get it you from know. you too the mm-hmm. same thing where mm-hmm. i just want to know about the other, the other days this, this woman indian woman had stuff rubbed all over her face mm-hmm. she'd fall and smacked her head and i just went okay and, and, uh-huh. and the grandson said it's a home remedy that they put on it and yeah. i was like okay what is it? No, right. <laughs> to the guy, and he goes, a turmeric. <laughs> oh, like, turmeric, yeah. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah. T- it's turmeric.
1: Anti inflammatory.
0: everything's turmeric. Yeah. You know, but yeah. anyway, that just, I, I I like, it's interesting, yeah, to see w- everything that they're doing, every nuance, every movement mm-hmm. is because of a previous experience they've right. been in. Right. The, the, but yeah, it's just interesting that you're, that interests you coming from, maybe that's why it interests you. I
1: can't you. stop. My se- well uh, for example the other day we took the baby my the granddaughter the 3 year old yep. to target and as we are coming through the checkout stand i whispered to her what do you oh no it was maya i took maya was with me and i said to maya who's now 11 what do you notice about this about the lady in the checkout mm-hmm. and don't tell me now but when we finish tell me so she noticed that the lady was kind of heavy and she noticed uh, something about her hair uh, and her skin. And I said, okay, she had acne, she had girdle obesity, she had a buffalo hump on her neck. Yeah. She had hair yeah, you know, a beard.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and I named several things, and I said, that's cushing syndrome. The lady has Cushing syndrome. Um, yeah, but I've, all that kind of stuff always fascinates me, but then I'm in a kind of a quandary because I don't know if I should tell the person or, you know, do you know you have this, you know,
0: you have Cushing's and and it's easily remedied
1: for this, you know, and so I always feel a little uncomfortable. I used to tell people things, but it always embarrasses my husband. Yeah, of course.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, do you think just that observational characteristic of yours, coupling with the idea that you can watch somebody and kind of start seeing anatomy, physiology, pathophysiology, oh, yeah. right? And and in order to actually make an effect, you need to you know wear the mantle of a nurse, have a uniform on to kind of right reach. Or broach the subject without any of that interference. You, right. know, you can go in and just go, hey, I'm here. Help. I'm the smart one. I'm the I nurse. can help you here. Yeah.
1: Let me I want to help you. Um, yeah. as, as a nurse, I could easily do that.
0: Yeah. Because uh, so the uniform. The sometimes the uniform in the place. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. But it's, you know, it's something that most people get a little offended if you do it just as a private citizen. If you walk up and yeah. say something to them.
0: Anybody would. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. even if I were wearing a fire department uniform, mm-hmm. not walk up to somebody at Costco and go, Hey, did, did you notice that the cystic acne that you have is easily taken <laughs> care of by, uh, the, you know, Aquitaine or whatever right, that is? Right. What is that stuff?
1: Yeah, Aquitaine, yeah.
0: No, it's not. That's Ac- where. That's Ac- where. Accutane. Aquitaine is Ac-utane. where. Where was that? Elizabeth of Aquitaine? Right, right. Anyway. So, so you started there the first year. You were already working the wards. Mm-hmm. You, you did you gravitate towards a specific uh, interest in the
1: any? Well, truthfully, it was kind of funny because my my two great loves were ICU. Eventually, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have one when I first started. They opened it in my senior year. ICU and psychiatry. Hmm. I love psychiatry. I just. That was one of the best rotations I had through hmm. nursing school. So you
0: had nursings nurses in psychiatry. I didn't oh
1: yes. Well, the just like San Francisco General, we had an emergency psychiatric ward.
0: Right. Right. So
1: they brought patients there. It was a relatively small ward. It was a locked ward. They brought patients there to die for diagnosis and then sent them on to other facilities in those days mm-hmm. we had state hospitals
0: mm-hmm. which right.
1: were that was bedlam that was the snake pit and the 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 uh, the, right. the, uh State mental hospital institutions There's a
0: there's a movie called Tittycock Follies. Oh, which I haven't a, seen that. It's made in the '60s. Okay, documenting one right. of those one of those mental well, the, institutions. There was
1: even an older movie called The Snake Pit.
0: That's a fictional movie, right? right. Yeah, right. yeah. And
1: that was, but that's what it was like. Patients,
0: but were they all like that?
1: The state hospitals were pretty bad. Yeah.
0: So I mean, the,
1: the, you could either go if you had money, you went to a private. Uh, psychiatric hospital yeah, and those were really nice but they were very expensive and mm-hmm. people that either had to have really long term care and that included people that for instance Down Syndrome right. or other conditions like that that they basically locked away for their whole life and you know then no one thought about them I mean, right. they were out of sight yeah. out of mind um, yeah or people with long term psychiatric illnesses and uh-huh. they it, it was really awful
0: yeah um, uh, you can see the potential for it now right. you know there's issues with Reagan you know privatizing all of those institutions in the eighties, which they say it wasn 't actually him it was a roller from Kennedy or whatever it
1: but, was but <laughs> the truth is
0: what's better and but you and understand can't really get too- and
1: again if you I, I hope everybody looks that up. Because the misconception is that Reagan did it, uh-huh. and I always thought that too, until you we, I looked it up, and it actually started with John Kennedy. And again, you can see why he did it because of his family history. His sisters, her sisters, his, had a lobotomy, right? Right. By
0: a state hospital, and, right, be, with the behest of his father, his
1: father. Yeah. Anyway, so, right.
0: So he was trying to make it better by privatizing. Trying to make it better. Privatizing. Yeah.
1: By by giving the person uh, acknowledging their rights, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately, it led to people being put out. You know, being put out, and then they chose not to seek help because yeah, they can self-medicate with drugs and alcohol and
0: their medic. Yeah, Yeah. of course, yeah. So and that's a lot of a lot. I wouldn't say it's the majority of the homeless we have right now. to be honest, no. Mentally ill? Oh, yeah, it is Uh, the majority. I don't think it... Oh, you you don't? Most of them... Well, okay, so the gray area is, well, then they're schizophrenic and they're on drugs. Right. But a huge percentage, it's alcohol and drug dependencies. And And, and it's an unwillingness to conform. Or an inability. Right. But um, those truly psychotics, Mm -hmm. um, they're by far far not the ones I see. They're they're some of the least... Prominent hmm. that I see. So
1: yeah.
0: So okay. Psychiatry ICU. Why ICU?
1: Oh, ICU because I love to. I love the challenge. I love to keep moving. I loved. I love doing things. You know, and staying and busy. You mean? I love being busy, but I love. I I think the true thing of why I liked ICU is that it allowed you to actually be the nurse. The bedside nurse. So in all of the other things that you do once you become an RN, and if you're working on a ward, you then became in charge of other people who did most of the nursing care. Mm
0: -hmm. So you
1: ended up just either passing medications or by,
0: you mean giving medications? We mean by passing medications. Oh, that's what it means
1: administering. Okay. So back then, the med nurse, we would have a med nurse, and she would set up all the medications for every patient, and then push the card around mm-hmm. and give the patients their meds, injections, IVs, pills, whatever. Yep. Um, so you ended up with that type of a job. Yeah, you it's ended almost clerical up administration type thing. And the better you were as a nurse, the more they would move you up, which means the more they would take you away from the patient's bedside. Right. As an ICU nurse, you were at the patient's bedside always, Mm -hmm. and you did everything for them. Yeah. So that's what I liked. Mm -hmm. I liked, you know, and of course, as soon as I did that, as soon as I was good at that, they promoted me to head nurse, Uh Uh, but... In, How the, old? in the county, I was still twenty okay
0: twenty head nurse <laughs> I yeah. was right
1: before my twenty first birthday
0: okay I was head
1: nurse of i c u um so again, it sounds ridiculous, but it it actually was, yeah. it was true yeah um but I'm not gonna play in, it down. it's pretty county, amazing it's in, Louisville. Yeah, pretty intense. In the county yeah. hospital, being head nurse sometimes meant I was the only nurse for five patients. Yeah. You know, five ICU patients.
0: Five ICU patients. Uh, and
1: and you should, I usually had an aide, nurse's aide. Yeah. Most of the time during the day, there were at least two nurses for five okay. patients. Um, and what, so.
0: Yeah. What are you doing as an ICU nurse in those days for a patient? Everything meaning what
1: meaning uh let's let's do a day shift, okay, you come on, you get report, you find out what you have, let's say I have five patients, okay now we're in this hospital in the county hospital where I was, our burn patients went to i c u okay. so I might have two burn patients in yeah. the winter, two or three burn patients uh-huh. in there, and then I might have Cause of
0: stoves and stuff, I'm guessing, yeah, yeah. and okay. Christmas
1: trees yeah. and
0: Christmas trees
1: and yeah, they oh
0: burning they, them off and stuff. They, right, there's just no, fires more prevalent. Well,
1: no, they would catch on fire. They put house. candles on them. Yeah, yeah. No, how old right. are we talking?
0: <laughs> okay, speaking of Dickensian, um, but anyway, oh uh, yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's say you got three patients. You got a burn patient,
1: uh-huh. car
0: accident patient with uh-huh. a broken hip. Right. And you give me a flavor. And
1: a a motorcycle accident. Well, those are two traumas. We always had. All right, motorcycle accident with a. trauma I see. Okay, trauma I see broken. Okay,
0: okay, so trauma with a femur, Uh car accident with a broken hip, burn patient. Right. Okay. Well,
1: we'd actually have five patients. We are always but, full. So we might also have a, let's say, a lady with a gallbladder, had her gallbladder removed. Okay. And Now she's got a subphrenic abscess and she's septic. Okay. And she's got pneumonia and, okay. you know, all of that. I want
0: you to walk me through what you do for each of these patients.
1: Okay. So each of those patients, I'm going to have five because we always do Okay. Have five. Give me one more. Each of those, oh, one more would be uh, it's a trauma. So it might be another. Uh,
0: how about a collapsed lung? How about how about oh, pneumothorax? That wouldn't,
1: that wouldn't warrant that.
0: Doesn't, that's doesn't an that's, that's not an ICU patient. You kick them out
1: necessarily. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll put you right back in that uh, chest if you don't see, get out of my so ICU. So let me
1: let me divide it up. Right. On one side it started out our ICU was five beds and it was mixed med surge. Okay. So it was. I might have a patient with a heart attack in one bed. In another bed, I would have a patient with a motorcycle accident. In another bed, I might have a person in myxedema coma, which is you know hypothyroidism.
0: Okay, okay. that's crazy. Going to the endocrine point issues that you... where
1: she's just in an absolute coma. Okay, uh, et cetera. In another yeah. bed, I might have a, um, a person post arrest. They uh-huh. they had a heart attack or they had they choked or mm-hmm. something and now they're in a in a coma from that. Yeah. So that's that would be medical. Or that would be med surge Medical surgery. And after we after we had been there a while the surgical head of of surgery the professor said, well, can you open the other side and let's make a strictly five-bed surgical ward and a five-bed medical ward. Okay. Okay. So then this medical ward became heart attacks, diabetics, that.
0: So what do you do for these patients? How busy are you through the day?
1: I'm so busy that I got shin splints every day.
0: Okay. So you're getting blood, you're getting vitals on each of these patients. So for each
1: patient, I'm doing probably at least every hour vital signs a
0: set of vitals for each and
1: one. with that back in those back then we didn't have pa lines uh, we had cvp lines which okay. is central venous pressured lines okay so that's hooked into a subclavian
0: okay so they have a they have a line so they that have that an ID and
1: no your central venous pressure and i'll explain it in a minute so, on one side, I've got to do vital signs, but it was before we had automatic cuts. I
0: know that. So, so, you're doing these manually.
1: You're doing all this manually. So, I would start out, as I'm taking report, looking at the patient's uh, orders, and yeah. I would write out med cards right. for their IVs. And then, with double-sided tape, I would stick that to my to my gown, my scrubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I would go out to the unit, mix up all their IVs and put their put the labels. On. Okay. Yeah. That was my first thing. Get that out of the way. Yeah. Then I would start with the patients, and I would go from bed to bed, and get them positioned to do their CVPS. And I would fill you fill a chamber with the fluid, mm-hmm. and then uh, so I would do all of their vital signs and CVPS. That, that sort of thing. Yeah. Then, uh, depending on, you know, what was wrong with them, I might start with, you know, whoever, well, whoever needed it most. I would start with them and either uh, change their dressings, do their trach care, because most of them either had a trach or an uh, ET tube in. Yeah. Probably two or three of those patients would be on ventilators. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them might have pneumothorax, so they would have, uh, you know, maybe on both sides, bilateral pneumothorax. So they would have chest tubes in. Right. And I'd have to check those.
0: So you check and see so, that they're open, that they're patent. Right. That they're not might have to milk
1: the clots still out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And make okay. sure that that's That's okay. the most disgusting phrase I've ever heard in milk my life. Milk <laughs> Milk the clots out.
1: Okay, no, just
0: stripped the two. I know what you you're, you're doing know. this okay. yeah, like you're ringing um, out something that's just okay.
1: then um, mm-hmm. so let's start with the first patient here, okay, and let's make him the burn a burn patient okay, and let's make him a ninety two year old man who set fire to his field and got third degree burns on about 30 oh, percent of his body, but fourth degree burn on one leg, so they had to amputate it. okay, and with him. I would go over, take his vitals, make sure that he's he had something to drink, um, to clean, do his catheter care, make sure the catheter's functioning for urination, and possibly change his dressing at that point. Um, then I would wash my hands, go to the next patient, do the, you know whatever they needed. Okay. Um, that might be that I'm doing a peritoneal dialysis on that patient. Okay. So I'd have to change the bottles for his peritoneal flush.
0: Right. Um, And how long do these procedures take? Like an hour each?
1: No, probably 15 15 minutes. Okay. Per patient,
0: yeah, okay. and then
1: in the middle of it, maybe this the patient over there, something would happen. You'd have to run, and usually what I did is I wore gloves.
0: Yeah, multiple layers. And so what?
1: I would just strip off my gloves. Yeah, and go to the next patient. And that was before we wore gloves, so I was putting on the heavy duty surgical gloves right. that we used right. in the OR, like and those kind of
0: yellowy. Yeah, thick.
1: the brownish ones. yeah, yeah. yeah. latex. Yeah. And uh-huh. sometimes I would just wash my gloves 20. in between patients right, right, because right. I wash my hands so much that sometimes they start I, bleeding, yeah, cracking yeah, and bleeding. Yeah, yeah, um, So you did everything for them. Mm-hmm. You drew in the morning. Uh, if I was there in the first shift in the morning, I'd draw bloods. I'd suction each patient if they needed it. I would... Uh, then go around, change all the dressings. Yeah. Then I would start giving them baths. Okay. So I would do a bath and bed change on every single patient. Yeah. And because we were so short-handed, I would do this with each patient, throw the laundry. <laughs> this sounds terrible. Throw the laundry in the middle of the floor
0: yeah.
1: of the ICU. Yeah. I would stack it all there. Okay. Then when I'd finished everybody... I'd grab grab all the laundry, go through the push through the double doors, yeah. go out and throw it down the laundry chute. Yeah. And I always wore a patient gown over my scrub so yeah. I could then take that yeah. off, yeah. throw it away, put on a new one. But that way I only had to leave I was just walking out the door. You're leaving the patients door. one time. I, yeah. I couldn't couldn't leave them otherwise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So okay.
1: this went on.
0: All day for the, how long? What day. were your shift? The hours? shift
1: was then an eight-hour shift, but I never worked less than twelve.
0: Because you're charting and everything. Because I'd stay afterwards, and chart and make afterwards. afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cuckoo crazy.
1: Well, sometimes it was this. Then I, if I was because I was head nurse, if the nurse for the evening shift didn't come in, I'd have to do her shift.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Which was fine with me.
0: Well, um, you're young and yeah. you're vibrant. I was young and, and I'm having fun. And yeah, it meant so much
1: house. to me.
0: I. So where now do you? So you graduate? Are we? Are we going too no, far? No, I've
1: already graduated.
0: All right, this. all right. And this yeah. is this is a Louisville general. Louisville I see. general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, next step.
1: Next. Let's step. Let's do
0: this. Let's track you out because we're getting to about to fifty minutes. So. Uh, A little snap. Let's get you out to California.
1: Oh, we have a few stops. We got a couple Um, stops along the way. Louisville, I went to Montreal. Okay. For about eight months up there at the Montreal Neurological Institute. Okay. Again, an incredible experience, totally different kind of hospital.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I got the introduction to kind of the British side because that was part of the Royal Victoria. Hospital. That's killer. Uh, It was amazing because I met like really famous people. Dr. Von Weinberg, who started the whole bypass surgery. That was Mm -hmm. his concept. He did the Weinberg did something called an emifog, which was internal mammary artery graft or transplant and free omental graft. So his instead of taking the saphenous vein and and using that as a transplant, he would take the internal mammary artery and switch it around and plug it into the coronary arteries. And then he'd go down in the abdomen, grab a piece of omentum, and wrap the heart in a piece of omentum because omentum draws, creates circulation. What there.
0: omentum is? Omentum is, is, mesen- is that
1: sheet of what looks kind of like fat. Fat, Me- in the mesentery belly. fat, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Okay, okay.
0: okay. And Just double check. So he
1: would, he would take that, wrap it around the heart to, to
0: create, like create
1: blood. new blood supply. So okay. he was there, and I had a picture, signed autograph picture of him. Um
0: he was an action figure uh, star an action in your figure. Book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: see that's those were my heroes your heroes uh, work, right? <laughs> I'm on the elevator and Dr Penfield who was the first person to map the brain he was in there and I met him and he used to come around to the ward now and then but I actually yeah. got to talk to him a little bit um it was it was an unbelievable experience I got to watch seizure seizure surgery
0: yeah yeah
1: um Met a whole, you know, different culture of people. The French people up there, I I got to know some of them. Um, Just, you know, something. It did make me appreciate the United States, I will say. Mm. It it opened my eyes, first of all, to the fact that not everybody loved us. Yeah. I thought Americans were loved throughout the world. But it was, you know, all of a sudden I hear criticism.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I was shocked. So from from Montreal, I went to St. Louis, Barnes Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri. And okay. again, the road was paved for me. I mean, it's just, it's magical. Mm-hmm. Um, How? I, mean, I was at a cocktail party. When I first went there, I was working at Jewish Hospital in um, in the ICU there. And I went to a cocktail party. And at the party, there was a... Uh, a nurse and her husband who was a resident at Barnes and I was introduced to her and she said, Oh, um, I'm looking for a med surge teacher for Barnes hospital school of nursing. (laughs) I'm 23 (laughs) years old. Yeah. Uh And she, I talked to her for a while and she said, I'd love to hire you. And I said, I don't have a degree. I'm going to school. Yeah part-time to get my degree. And she said, I think you'll do well. And they hired me, and I taught in wow. the School of Nursing at, in Bar- which, at, at, Barnes. at Barnes Hospital, okay. which is one of the largest hospitals in the U.S. Today, so, yeah. yeah. today. Yeah.
0: Of course, yeah. And yeah. again,
1: an unbelievable learning experience mm-hmm. for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you said you wanted to be a nurse. You said you wanted to be a teacher. You're mm-hmm. now doing both, both at 23. At 23. Accomplishing your dreams. Right. Congratulations! <laughs> 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 I never. A, anybody give you any flack for that, or did never, you even pay attention, or just you no. just too happy and bubbly for people to give you any crap? They, or what?
1: They never. No one ever questioned that I should mm. be there.
0: And so you um, didn't question, it. and
1: I didn't question it. Okay. You know? Yeah. All um,
0: right.
1: I just thought it was meant to be, okay. and. And I was a good teacher. I mean the students You're still a good the, teacher. The students love me, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh so you know, I did a great job. And then I moved to California.
0: Okay, from Montreal? Uh,
1: no, well, from Saint Louis.
0: Okay. So um, then what you so were in I, Montreal before St. Louis. Right. Got it. I was there for I was mixed up. Ran
1: eight eight, eight or nine months, I think, okay. there. Um, and worked on the wards at that time when I was working there. I worked on a you know, obviously the neurosurgical ward because it was a, a you know neurological institute. Yeah,
0: you mentioned seizure um, surgery. Mm-hmm. That's when they wake you up in the middle of it.
1: You were awake, yes.
0: So they they knock you out, cut they through your you skull, out, cut through open your it skull, up, open it up, and then start like doing,
1: and then start stimulating different areas of your brain, and you talk, you're talking to them. Yeah telling them what you're experiencing if you're smelling something uh-huh. you know yeah. whatever it is and then they know they don't want to affect your speech so center, they stay away from that, that
0: area things. so they, they go what's that and you go I, it's, uh, uh uh they well let's not mess with that spot right right who so scoot away okay exactly. gotcha, gotcha so okay
1: that's how they did it it was fascinating they to, like touch
0: people's spots and they will just start crying uncontrollably. They, There's like weird stuff it like may that. Maybe
1: because they didn't this they didn't okay. with this one, but yeah. But, and I then mean, I watched the another surgery for a woman that had acromegaly. We were allowed to go in and into the amphitheater and watch the
0: surgeries. Yeah, the, um, the old days was well, like a, it was like a lecture hall.
1: Yeah. 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 And I watched another one where the woman had acromegaly and they went up <sighs> under her upper lip that's the approach that they use to get to the, it's just it's o- like a pituitary giant of the pituitary yeah, yeah okay, so okay. She, but like. it's overactivity of the anterior pituitary after puberty so you've already grown so yeah. only certain things grow like your jaw your yeah. hands you know the parts that can still still grow yeah um you I mean, they look. You know how the giants, the the a pituitary giant looks. I work with one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You really do. <laughs> he has a pituitary for sure.
0: So. So yeah. 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 Okay. I'm not sure the exact feet, but yeah. So I mean, I know what it is. You know yeah. What but I'm not like. sure if he has acromegaly or yeah, yeah. 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 Well
1: acromegaly... So, but it's like
0: Andre, the giant, was not, wasn't anterior. He was a
1: pituitary giant. He was
0: not a posterior, like what you're saying. Yeah. No, he, no. It you, started in puberty and it, it kept going. It started before puberty.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if your epiphysis, your bones are still open, you grow. But if they've closed, then only, let's say, your knuckles oh. and your nose and your jaw, the things that can still grow, those, right. those things grow.
0: Right. Right.
1: Right. Okay. So. Um,
0: and so they're going after this woman, and they go in they, above your when, front upper teeth.
1: Yeah, they go in above underneath
0: your lip
1: there and go go back behind your nose, basically.
0: Oh, right, because mm-hmm. so they're going that's into the, the basilar skull. Mm-hmm. They go mm-hmm. back in between to the mm-hmm. pituitary gland, and then what?
1: Right, and they te- well, they take out the tumor.
0: How are they visualizing this? What age? Um, First of all, what time are we talking? Did they, what, what, what period? This was
1: 1968, 1968. How are
0: they seeing this thing? This is before fiber optics, I Um, believe. They
1: just opened it up. Yes, before fiber optics. they, They opened it up and I don't remember how they actually looked in there. Okay. Because, you know, we're just watching from above, so I couldn't get. A, I didn't have a good view of yeah. what that looked like. Yeah. I did. Get, I did see them go through that approach, huh. which was a little unnerving. yeah, yeah,
0: brutal. So they went yeah. in. So you said they they just you just wanted
1: to. They had to take out the the tumor, and did they, they leave
0: made. still some of the pituitary gland?
1: And again, they might have left some of it, and I didn't get. I don't get all the details. I right. know they can replace part of it but you can't you know if your pituitary is gone you have to replace those all all of those hormones hormones. yeah 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 so it was fascinating
0: yeah that's crazy and And, then yeah
1: okay so then i went to barnes and then from barnes came to san francisco
0: yeah
1: and then i moved to la for a while okay um and worked at in an open heart unit, so Saint Mary's of Long Beach. Yeah, worked there. Well, first I worked for one month at uh, Pas- um, Rancho Los Amigos. Okay. Um, it was something I'd always thought. Oh, I would really like to do that. I had heard about it. It's a it's a hospital for children with orthopedic problems and all sorts of other problems. Yeah. And so first the ward they put me on was a ward with uh boys with muscular dystrophy Dystrophy, yeah it was so heartbreaking that I I just couldn't do it 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 just broke my heart um so I I said I'm sorry I can't do this and I then went to St. Mary's Long Beach worked in an open heart unit and that was great I mean i Learned all about bypass surgery, that sort of thing. Then moved back to San Francisco.
0: Okay.
1: And in, when I first moved back, I worked for the registry. And said so they sent me all around San Francisco to different intensive care units, okay. different hospitals, because I'd had the experience. Right, right. So I worked all around the city. Uh-huh. And finally, I went to, drove out to San Francisco General one day when I was feeling very blue and homesick, yeah. and I just thought, well, I want to see what this looks like. It, at the time, it was the old hospital, and it looked exactly like Louisville General yeah. where I had trained. Where I had trained, and I got out of my car, walked into the nurses' nursing office, and said, "I have to work here. I'll work weekends, <laughs> nights, whatever. <laughs> I have to work here because yeah. you know it's just like my home." Yeah, they hired me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> is see what i mean it's, yeah it was like life was so easy it was like okay this is what i want to do okay sure go ahead and do it yeah and it, it's so different now it's much more of difficult for people it's right? regulated and just like when i went to canada <laughs> i moved to canada yeah i have a job i mean you know i'm sure i did a few things ahead of time but it didn't seem like much yeah and i was hired immediately um so went to san francisco general yeah. work got hired to work rotating through the different icus i worked um respiratory icu which was mostly like people you know with respiratory problems and mm-hmm. overdoses medical icu yeah, okay. and then i worked the trauma icu yeah. and uh once in a while i'd do ccu or the burn unit that's yeah. back when the burn unit was still open at,
0: at general yeah yeah yeah
1: um, so I worked there, and as I'm doing this as I'm working there, I saw the that was the very first paramedic program uh, uh, class came through, yeah, and I had some of them you know following shadowing me in yeah, VCU, the and BCU, and I thought, well oh, this looks really interesting i you know, I think I'll go go over there and and see what that's like yeah so I applied to City College got a part-time job I was still working at general and ICU but I started to started part-time teaching at uh, John Adams one of
0: their first or second paramedic mm-hmm. courses mm-hmm. in history
1: yeah and, okay. and in the city yeah.
0: in the city but more yeah. or less this yeah. is at the, the time it was of, the very beginning on the, yeah. ways the very
1: that. beginning of
0: the yeah pre-hospital pre-hospital
1: life's. care yeah. yeah pre-hospital paramedics yeah 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 oh, with yeah. telemetry and so, yeah all of that.
0: You said that there was like post cardiac patients. This is just I'm curious. Yeah, like a post arrest patient. Oh,
1: post arrest. This yeah. is a
0: lot before the defibrillator.
1: No, we had defibrillators that were not portable.
0: I see. Okay.
1: Uh, so they didn't defibrillate them in the field. This was before. Like what we used to call the orange box, yeah, and you know when we had paramedics, it's just an old-fashioned defibrillator
0: that was in this giant. Right,
1: you didn't have a defibrillator that you could take on an ambulance. You yeah. had just the defibrillator that was part of your monitor, and it was this huge contraption. Yeah, and you know you had to wheel it over to the patient's bed. It was strictly an in-hospital procedure. And it was definitely not something nurses were allowed to do,
0: hmm. except in ICU. Okay. In
1: most places, nurses were not allowed to start IVs. We, you know, they weren't allowed to do many of the things that are just standard
0: nursing care stuff now
1: yeah. that we can do.
0: So, like ICU is the special forces of nursing at
1: right. that point. Right. That's a good, yeah. Well, for
0: some reason, every one of our family Mm -hmm. members wants to be like, well, if I had to do it, I was going to be like the best of uh, them.
1: Well, we like action. We like to make decisions. We're, you know. uh,
0: On the spot. Yeah. Tactical decision making. Autonomy.
1: And you like something challenging. Yeah. You know. Okay. I loved psychiatry. But I realized that physically I couldn't do it because I couldn't sit still that long.
0: <laughs> How are you <laughs> that, doing right that now? That
1: No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but, but back then I just had so much energy that you know, yeah. I knew it would, it would not be something I could do long term. Although it was one of the most meaningful experiences I've
0: ever had. Were you analyzing yourself as you were doing these oh, rounds? Oh, you, you
1: all do. You all see course, everything right. that the patient says. In your head, you're saying, well, I do that sometimes. Right. You know? And yes, we all do those things we do that with nursing when you get, start reading the medical journals. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But it's, uh, you realize the difference of, well, no, I do that once in a while, but it does not completely control my life and, right. you know, and I realized that that's not reality. And uh, yeah, right. so you did get, and it was a great appreciation for the, the patient with the psychiatric illness because the first day when you go on the locked ward, you're terrified. You know, yeah. I think we were only 19, probably 18, 19 yeah. at the time. And we all lined up in the hallway and with our backs to the wall. Right. I mean, we were terrified. Like they're
0: going to be stock-raving right, lunatics. Right, right. They're going to
1: come flying at Like, welcome at to hell. Yeah. And, yeah. And actually, one of the, uh, several of the patients came running up to us and said, Inez, Inez escaped. Inez escaped. And we're like, that's very nice. Thank you for telling us, you know, we're patronizing, no no, Inez escaped. And then finally we realized, we're looking around. Oh, Inez escaped. <laughs> and
0: they're like, what are you an idiot? They, yes. They, yes. yes. Are you crazy? Yes. I've been telling you that since 8 eight thirty.
1: Yeah. So you kinda you realized. oh yes, you really do listen to them and talk to them like any like anyone else. Yeah. You know?
0: It's a huge learning yeah. experience. It's really sad. You uh, relate you
1: know. to them as a human being. You that's, do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you have to do, basically.
0: For the most part, that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. That's it. That's all you yeah, have to do. That's it. That's
1: all you have to no, do.
0: No, you know, I've been thinking with the, about this idea that it's selfish to care this, to to have the job as a caregiver. Yes. In a lot of ways. It yes. gives you self-importance. Yes. It gives you positive energy. Mm-hmm. You... You you gain a, a place a foothold in life. Yes, yes. So I mean, how much of it are you doing for the patient? Well, and how much of it are you doing it for that's, you? That's
1: exactly right. It is.
0: It's for, in your selfish case, especially. in that
1: sense that yes, you are getting as much out of this as the patient is because it does make you feel really good yeah. to help somebody and to see that. What you're doing makes a huge difference in that patient's life and their whether or not they get well, uh, much more so than the doctor. And that's why uh, you know obviously he has to give the he or she has to give the orders, et cetera, But you're doing the immediate bedside care, which really is what makes the patient get well. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you have that sense of, I can really help this person heal. And it does make you feel pretty important.
0: Yeah. You know? I uh, I think so. Yeah.
1: It, it's an immediate feedback from the patient. Mm-hmm. You get immediate feedback, whether you're good or bad or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, did I tell you, I did tell you the story about the... Here's you can you can get rid of this if Why? you want, but it's, it was a funny thing. My younger sister, Allie, who's also a nurse, uh, was in nursing school, and I was head nurse of the ICU. And she would come over on weekends, she and live with me, and come up to the ICU, and you know I would let her help me with the patients, and so. We're there one day, and I had a, a man that was in a motorcycle accident. He had a basilar skull fracture, and he had, you know, so he was kind of, he was confused. He was alert, but confused. Yeah. He said inappropriate things. He had bilateral chest tubes. He had, you know, all sorts of issues.
0: Yeah. yeah. So at
1: the end, close to the end of the shift, he had, and he was a big man. He was easily 230, 240.
0: Okay. That's and, how much I weigh. Right? Yeah,
1: and he, he was probably bigger than you even.
0: Oh, uh, but like not you as know, strong, but not as like, strong as you. Know, strong as you. Like, yeah, yeah right. he was like,
1: a weak, weakling man. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we decided. I said, you know, we've got to get him cleaned up before I leave. You yeah, know? Uh, his sheets were all
0: wrinkled
1: and sweaty and everything so she said okay i'll help you so we went over and we cleaned him up and we changed the bed and we're sliding the sheets under him when you know with the gently not to pull on his chest tubes and all that and throughout the whole thing he's saying you girls i'm telling you you girls oh man you you girls and we'd finish and he does you girls are are really average <laughs> and my sister looked at me and said, "Let's mess up his bed." <laughs> but that's how he was. He would just kind of say these really off, off the wall kind of things. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah,
0: that's cute. It was just it's really the nice. The whole
1: thing was, I, I, can't believe, I, I was allowed to have these experiences.
0: Yeah, I, it's an okay. You mean you were allowed into that, that access into people's lives?
1: Yes, that there were so many things that were so special and so, so close in a person's life. I don't even know how to put it, but I can't believe I was so fortunate to be put in that place where I got to experience all of this. You know, it was just it. It's just mind-boggling to me that I could step into that world. It's yeah, and have that that in my life.
0: But that says so much about you.
1: Why? I mean, it was because just,
0: that's you consider it a gift. You consider it. A, a,
1: a, it uh, is. I mean grateful. It was,
0: You're grateful yeah. that you were there to help somebody in their time of need, yeah. rather than being petrified that oh my god, this person's having a life-threatening event. It was like. Yeah, uh, isn't it good that I'm here to I'm take here, care of this? i and I knew
1: I'd make a difference. Yeah,
0: that makes all the difference yeah. in the world. But then you can—it's like very
1: easy to get you get know, ahead about it. Get ahead about yeah, it in a the, sense, the, because yeah. um, during nursing school, I—I um, I must have done a really good job because the professors all knew me. The professors, of, the med school professors. Knew me and Doctor. Um, well, the the head of anesthesiology. Uh, you only could be on a ventilator in the recovery room because they didn't have ICU, and the head of anesthesiology controlled all that. Yeah. We had a, they had a patient on the medical ward that needed to be on a ventilator, and they didn't have any room for him. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I will put him on the ward, but." He has to have private a private nurse, a nurse that you know stays with him
0: that watches the bed the later. whole time. Yeah,
1: that does all the care. And he chose three student nurses to be the nurse, not anybody else. And he chose two seniors and me. And I was second; they were third year. I was second year. Yeah, yeah. And so with that, and with a few other things that happened, um, I. You know, I felt very chosen.
0: Yeah, and but it's not arrogance; it's it's confidence.
1: I guess, yeah. But I felt very lucky that all of this happened. You know, and well, I did start feeling like, oh yeah, I can cure people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been. Yeah. Have you There's, felt that that you're an empathic person that yes. actually can see yes. the physiology of yes. somebody by the way that they right. act, right. Uh, body language, uh-huh. and the way they? Yes, mm-hmm. of course. Oh Well, I don't know, of course, but yes. yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's like three of my short story ideas.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. For that, sure. Oh, the empath. You are an empath. Well, you, you're an
0: empath but twice. You, but it you, takes an empath to know, know and, that I'm an
1: empath.
0: <laughs> and that's how that works.
1: But you were like that as a little kid. I know. I'm a weird. Yeah. yeah. I know.
0: Okay. Well, listen, that's a long time. We have to stop here. Okay. I'm sorry, but our time is done.
1: I'm sorry, but we'll have
0: to we'll go have now. We'll have to stop here. We'll
1: have to stop now.
0: Same time next week. <laughs> um, because there's a whole other service we haven't scratched. Oh. we got to get into if teaching. Yes. We, get, but we can get into childhood, tell anecdotes. We got, Whatever you want, but we got to keep doing this.
1: People don't want to hear it. Everybody, this. at
0: least uh, Ryan and Allison do. So they do?
1: Yeah, they listen to it. They listen.
0: Yeah, they, they so. listen, it, they listen. Yeah. They're nice so that's all we got today. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Mother. Thank you. If you got it, use it, everybody. Take care and kiss your mothers.